This is Philosophy of Music podcast, uh, second episode. I have again Adhiraj and Barun with me. Hello. Uh, and today's discussion and whatever what you want to call it is Hi. language and language and music and uh, various faces and facets of music. We can look music in a different sort of light. Like you can look at music in the sort light of language and the light of science and mathematics. and how it affects religion and culture and history and stuff like that. So let's start with the most I don't know the one we've done a lot of times now language and music. Uh how do you guys associate language and music? Because I associate in a way that as a student uh, I realize that learning music it is learning is quite like learning a language. there are scripts to it there is a little bit of grammar within that script and you quite it's quite like learning how to talk how to un- uh, pronunciate your music that's a, that's how a student relates to it how do you as a teacher and as a musician relate music and language together not in that particular way only because whenever i've learned a language i've, I've never deliberately learned it so the languages that i know how to speak what i know of them portions of them that I know I learned them because I just I learned them so I never went out there looking to learn the grammar and in fact I learned them wrong you know and I spoke them wrong and I still do and then the aspects of it that we were taught were the aspects which at least for myself I had no interest in and never never really associated with at all um and it, it's actually I'm mean like in that sense it it, it to some extent it was similar with music but it's just that at a later point in time it was really important to learn the syntax of music that became important because um, sorry syntax of music can you well a b c d e f g sharps and flats you know chords um, you know chord progression progression cycles shorthand for you know for example what you call scriptures you know 145 you know just um, stuff like that or 251 you know things like these right uh, so so it became important to learn the syntax of music over the course of time but if i want interacting with certain kinds of people um, or you know working in a particular capacity i could have still got gotten to where i am here at least from a performance perspective without e- even interacting with the syntax of music you know you could take someone like beyonce i think she was um it was recommended to her by by prince obviously before he died that uh that maybe she could do herself a favor by learning <laughs> a little about music but by that time she was already you know beyonce and you know she didn't <coughs> have to learn a lot about the syntax of music so i don't know if there's really a connection in that sense i think the connection would be more scientific more biological if anything yeah i'm sort of on uh, two minds with adhiraj on that because um like there are two ways you t- okay there are two ways you learn language right one is you learn the of- like you said the official way where you sit down and they give you this is how you learn it and the other one is you sit and you learn it where also like you said that you just are sitting with it and it's around you and so you're learning it by being in its presence you know like pe- like the for example people talking around you your mom is talking a language different language you will pick it up because your mom is talking that language and already you're going to pick it up and talk to her in that language and start understanding you might not understand like this is how it's the uh, structures are made this is how it's written this is how it's uh, worded but you know that this is a sentence these are the words that make up the sentence these words mean this when you translate them so i feel like um that's i mean that that is sort of connection with the music with music and language because music you there's one way to learn it uh, i mean we are examples here right now the way i learned it was i sat and went through the all the uh, syntax of it and i was just like oh my god at first later i was like it was important and i was just starting you just like music is in me i am music and and then he's like oh shit i need to learn the scripture also so what you're trying to say is that if if music is around you generally you tend to pick it up i mean don't you 
why do why why do kids come to learn guitar or why they come why do they come to learn drums or even learn how to sing fair enough but uh, other aspects of music which is communicative which is the main use of language is communication <coughs> but music does that as well how do you associate that it's you know subliminally communicative and inherently so because it attracts attention right and if it if it attracts attention then then it becomes an action and reaction thing so you are you, you are responding to it in one way or the other whether it's internally or externally so you could respond musically or you could respond visually or emotionally whichever way but it is communication in that sense there's no it, it doesn't make sense to argue that point right i, I think the best thing to do would be to just agree with that point and move on <laughs> or feel the same it's like yeah sure yeah. but in the sense that language has been it has evolved very differently but music i guess is a more of a biological trigger because if we see animals reacting to sound and is that the thread which is pulled on when we say communication through music a large part yeah Be- because if again i think maybe in the last section as well i said we probably ignored lyric because then the lyric comes down to the level of the language itself because what is said is you know what's what's invested in 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 the script and um, you know um, in colloquialism but uh, but if we if we look at just you know how sound is put together and how sound is then put out and then received then i think that that becomes an issue of um, uh, of emotion and biological only because i believe and i've heard um, <coughs> and to some extent i've read and to a large extent witnessed that there are hormonal uh, you know changes uh, in situations when music is played and received as a result of which um, you know things happen to people whether they start to cry or move or dance and things like that which you know you can't you can't do to them by just waving your hands and you know or, or even speaking speaking with them and even some of the most inspirational you know you've got this this trend sorry of, of these thought leaders across the world nowadays they're doing concerts and you know or shows of thousands of people they always end up using music um by popular artists to get the crowd on their feet charged up and then ready to listen to that final message of you can do it you can be it and stuff like that so um music plays that role um, um and yeah it's it's very strong emotional bond i think that it has uh, with whoever listens to it yeah i think you're uh, just explaining the point you made earlier which is like it has subtle communication in it yeah it Sure, it communicates, but like it's not. It doesn't say to you that, oh, hey, bro, I'm playing the love song, so fall in love, right? It says it subtly. I mean, that's also one of the main reasons why church bands are so popular, and why church employs band a lot, employs bands a lot, and choirs a lot. Because when you sing, and when you play a band, and in the church, you're not. You're only. You're not. You're preaching God through music. and music that's getting everyone charged up so the immediately connecting they're being charged up to being connected to god and they're they're obviously skipping the medium music not overlooking it but skipping it because i mean it's it like you said it's subtle it's a it's subtly it communicates so they associate with god and suddenly they're like oh we're even more uh, of s- even stronger believe believers in fact yeah. yeah more spirited yeah uh the subtle communicative part of it i could counter that a little so there can be songs which have musically they feel different but what they've written down lyrically are totally different a uh, funny but a bad example like a funny example would be the punjabi song the old song where you which we hear in every wedding ishq tera tarbave a sick comedian pointed it out and it made a lot of sense to me the lyrics are ishq tera tarbave i am being i don't know what's third power english yeah. i yearn for you i, I yearn for you mm-hmm. so the the words are saying i yearn for you the beat is heavy and like it makes you dance so people dance on it on weddings and stuff but mm. so the subtle communication sort of overrides what 
actually being said even to the people who understand it but now i think we you have uh, now we're basically coming into the world of illusions why do you create illusions that's the question to you keep it interesting i guess i mean generally why does, why does a magician do trip illusory tricks yeah to keep it interesting in a way to fool people and to make them believe <laughs> something else and to keep them happy or excited or occupied or whatever right entertained to be entertained illusion yeah but the subtleness of it can overpower the obviousness of lyrics that's his illusion his illusion is that oh <laughs> it's actually a party song but it's not because i'm crying yeah. in deep inside yeah. how do you uh, me and me some of your friends i'm sure you think all your friends are like happy go lucky people you must be knowing some of them inside are like depressed as hell mm-hmm. or unhappy with their lives or with their family situations right or well, that's an illusion right what but what powers overpowering it okay you took it somewhere else yes i did <laughs> but the place we use communication of music the most is probably movies and motion picture and animation uh we talked about tom and jerry the last time and it this that show practically flows throughout on the orchestra playing in the background and the obviously the two animals are not talking to each other they're chasing each other but the chase is overpowered by the orchestra playing the chase mm-hmm. playing it in a way that you can almost hear the cat running you know somebody is running on that music if i in- will interrupt you before uh, we get to tom and jerry animation if you go watch any silent movie what fills the silence music music and sounds right oh. so even before cartoons people have been using it for well but right? it, uh, that's been a medium of not just film i think for any kind of um, theater any kind of kind of visual mm-hmm. support or even and actually any support music is used as a support for anything but uh, have the uh, are the pieces like rumi tom and jerry talks to me in a way but ha- are there pieces which you specifically think of good examples of how music can communicate a certain feeling or a certain while watching a movie or a theater piece or visual thing a visual thing yeah um i can give a modern example fairly modern i think uh, uh hans zimmer right if you're talking about movies and uh, and uh, visual aspects then hans zimmer does like a brilliant job of really playing out sounds even single sounds just to create the atmosphere can you give some of example uh well what are the movies that you watched okay okay um but the most popular one now that that everyone's talking about is uh, time from inception oh yeah that's yeah, a really that's a really popular piece and that I mean so on those things that on its own <coughs> stands stands out and funnily enough is easier for people to access than the movie because the movie itself is very complex right but the piece is so simple but uh, but so strong and so powerful that that's handsome there yeah i but i personally don't feel like that's one of his best works Yeah, I don't think so either. He's done uh, he's done Dark Knight Returns. You know? So he every time he gets pa- fight scenes you just like whoa, it's intense it's him. Uh he's he, there's this movie Gladiator long time ago and the ne- and the music he put in that really plays it out cuz uh the the underlying uh uh story of the movie is how the main protagonist wants to go back to his family who are dead technically. wants to escape and go back to that's the underlying storyline but and he uses music to portray his feelings so well in that uh which is against subtle communication right the actor doesn't say oh, i'm feeling sad or i'm feeling hurt <coughs> when hanzima plays at one note on the violin or the melody you're just like right um inception i think he's done right um blade runner the new one 2049 he's done a lot of modern sounds a lot of synth sounds in that which gave you a very very modern feel right he knows he knows the sounds pretty well any examples you feel is exceptionally good 
communicative music pieces you used to use in visual stuff loads like uh, you you could pick out um um this guy called Alan Silvestri who's a fairly well known composer John Williams who's everyone's mm. been talking about him recently I think because he's still 86 years old right? oh yeah but uh, he's been around for for some time and um so these guys are very new also yeah like no, all the new movies guy called Mark Isham who's a little obscure in that sense but but very very nice and, um these guys use uh, they use they use music and not just music but even pieces within the movie very very well in order to uh, create a visual story for you i have another example this guy howard show he did the music for the three lord of the rings movies now his main melody he stole it from somewhere Not really sure where, but he's uh, it's just a short, short piece. He stole it from some old uh, um, classical piece, I think. I'm not really sure, but what he uses, how he uses, is basically is that one theme circulates throughout the movie in various different forms, because to 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 uh, fit the various different uh, things that happen in the movie, right? So which gives you a sense of continuation, but sense of movement also because it's the same piece but you can't really recognize it because he's changed it mm. you can recognize it if you studied it if you study it like how we would study a piece arrange it differently sort of sort of like he would he changes scale changes rhythm uh but you but ultimately you would if you study enough you'd know that this is the same same phrase he's taken the same whole phrase and he's just re reworked it to make it fit this this a uh, part of the movie so I want to actually cut away to uh, s- something that struck me um, since we were talking <coughs> about you know uh, slightly older but but at the same time modern stuff is um, my mind first circled back to uh, this movie Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon mm. it's a very popular movie it's cool movie. it had great mu- you know great music in it right ethnic music but then uh, there was this movie called Memoirs of a Geisha uh, which had uh, this guy called Ken Watanabe acting a fabulous Japanese actor and uh that that had some outstanding music and then that took me back to another Ken Watanabe film which had uh, Tom Cruise acting in called the last samurai also fabulous music that had really good music you know and then after that it you know then that opens up pretty much uh, ev- every film that uh, Akira Kurosawa has made now there with Kurosawa's work because of the time at which it was made the production of the music wasn't as good as some of the production is today but the relevance of and the effectiveness of the music was you know was really really remarkable with um, with how it was used then and in many ways it was uh, I, i would say a lot more creative than some of the western stuff because what i'm beginning to find with a lot of the western stuff and particularly with the blockbusterish stuff is that uh, you know there's there's a stamp that runs across an orchestral stamp that runs across pretty much every overture that you hear right and then every action sequence that you hear and that you've actually got to look for that grinding watch you know that meant a lot to someone because it was gifted to someone by someone else's grandfather but actually you know it's 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 something that really needs to be sorted out but technically it's not a piece of communication that will mean anything unless someone points out to you that you know this guy had a cat drawn on the upper left corner of his t-shirt who the fuck cares really you know but with 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 these other works they were they were woven very much into the story because the story was about someone who um lived in a particular village that village had this musician this was the music this musician played that's the music that you hear on the film you know joker and batman you know, they, they they're great but unto themselves the stories themselves um are less than believable you know so what is it that you want to do with the music do you want to do you want do you want do you want to use the music to realize the story unlikely maybe for a brief moment at some point when two people might fall in love right but otherwise all you want the music to do would probably be just make it even more you know i mean they sort of make it larger than life in in, in that sense more fantastical mm. 
probably that helps with it does it's great it's fabulous entertainment man no but in a way a filmmaker would use music to sort of make the audience feel sci-fi stuff that yeah. that synth in stranger things if you watched the tv series no <laughs> well they use a synthy mm-hmm. pad and it gives you that sci-fi yeah, yeah. feel yeah 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 to, to be probably be, to be more uh, they use a very 80s mm-hmm. synth pad i can imagine yeah, yeah. And uh, it just plays like it's playing a full chord in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's just like mm. <laughs> yeah, it, it, music isn't complicated, but the effect of it is pretty relevant. Yeah. How do you, as composers, if you're trying to communicate something and you're unable to, how do you go over that blockade? Have you faced it, and how yeah. did you overcome it? I am. So, so you just take a step. X Files was another really good example. I never watched it, so I never. Yeah, but the music was very, very brilliant. I mean, I actually, in fact, don't. I uh, my uh, family went for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, mm. but I was a kid when mm-hmm. it came out, so I had no memory of it. But last summer, it really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. So I that that ha- that left a imprint on my mind somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I remember the music there well. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, we were at um, overcoming a blockades. Oh man, yeah. Th- th- those are problematic. <laughs> really those are really <coughs> problematic uh, you've got to look beyond you you have to look beyond beyond yourself and you've got to look beyond what you like and what you can do uh, uh, the the easiest way i've found of overcoming the blockade is to is to ask yourself if you're communicating what needs to be communicated A lot of people would always say, "Okay, think of the audience and things," but you really can't always get inside the receiver's mind, and I'm not too too sure if that's the best way. You you could basically do a rough pseudo scientific thing of this is what the masses like and stuff like that. Sure, we have enough precedent for that, right? But I I think the more important thing is that um, uh, are you saying what needs to be said, and are you saying it in a manner that's I think we all know ourselves well enough to know that if we're if we're being effective in communication, then uh, or if we're saying something in a manner that can be heard, then we know <coughs> you can tell. But when you get blocked, then I, for me, that's the only escape hatch. It's like that's where you've got to go. Do you have any specific instance off the top of your head when you were blocked and you overcame it that way? <coughs> well, there was one situation when I was blocked, and it wasn't my fault. Um, I was blocked. because s- someone made a film and they made it about a very beautiful location in india i don't want to specify the location uh and they modified i mean sorry sorry they shot a lot of the the, sh- the the scenery on the you know they they shot it modeled on the motorcycle diaries i'm speaking cold what my neck not fine it's fine they they shot it modeled on the motorcycle diaries right So when they wanted me to to work on the music for it they wanted me to uh work with the music also model on the motorcycle diaries but this is how it came to me we want you to do your own thing um but it should have that motorcycle diaries kind of vibe so okay all right fine um but it should you know it should be original and so then you give them something original and it some sort of vibe i don't know in terms of mode but but it doesn't they don't see the connection obviously so then they come back and they play the motorcycle diaries music for you and they say no it should sound like this you know so then have this kind of a thing with regard to beat and so on and so forth so uh, so we went through that cycle and i didn't want to get overly confrontational about it and uh, I, i was doing this as a favor for a friend of mine not not the client but another friend So I went through that and then I suddenly realized that this you know after a couple of days that this wasn't really making any sense but I couldn't step out of it. But what I wanted to do was I wanted to refer back to the sound that was being picked up by their cameras itself when they were interviewing people of wherever they were you know they were. And it was very easy to work with because there were songs being sung in the background and village songs and tribal songs and you just pick up on that and let that lead into something. you know make that exciting or whatever 
and putting together an overture that is really simple. But now that had been ruined for me because every time I tried doing that, it was as far away from the Motorcycle Diaries as it could be. But it was still as close to this location as it could be. And so that was a bit of an issue. Um, so then I realized that the solution over there wasn't to fix my music. It was to say my piece to these guys and tell them, listen, you fuckheads. You know, get, get, get your head straight about this. Really, really. And that actually solved it. It, it worked for them as well. Yeah, it worked well, well for them. Um, like when the film saw the light of day, it was published. I was in a similar situation. This guy came to um, me and another friend, uh, who both of the co-workers, and he asked us to make a video on his travel diary. And he said we were music like like Top Cup or whatever that Top Gear, uh, yeah, Top yeah, Gear yeah, sorry, yeah. where exactly. just three guys go and did them. Yeah. And we were like, mm, fine. The vibe was different, right? And the first time we, I, I put some music to it, I, I, I did my first time I walked on my own. And I put some music that uh, spoke with the shots he had taken. And he was just like, this is okay. But can you give me some more top gear? And then I was like, fine. So I got my co-worker in. And together we made some rock and roll music. And he was happy and satisfied. And we washed our hands off of that. <laughs> but wasn't Top Gear, uh, wasn't that Allman Brothers? Wasn't, wasn't I don't remember, but he, he wanted something like heavy, like the heavy and like fast, mm. basically something yeah, puffy yeah, up, yeah, up yeah. and uh, yeah. so we put a little bit of rock, a little bit of funk and we said, yeah, this is it. He was happy and like, great. Yeah, but there have been, there have been moments and then, then there have been moments when I've not been working with visual based stuff, but just general album based stuff and you get, um, you get, I don't want to use the term writer's block or composer's block. That's not it. it. It's just you feel that it's not communicating effectively enough. It's, it's really like you're, you know, you're dressing up for a party and you're, it's, it's not working. It's just not working. And your pants don't match the shirt, basically. The curtains don't match the carpet. Okay. Uh, but like everybody, <laughs> I'm just moving on, ignoring <laughs> that. Um, everybody, I mean, you make music and you're just like, oh, I'm not really happy and it's not working out. Even though the parts are great, the, the sections are great, they work, they, they smooth, go smoothly, you're not happy with how it's sounding, how it's being portrayed. Then, I mean, that's not a block, there's just like something that needs to be worked out, figured out, and made into something that's makes you happy, right? You just have to keep, you just have to keep doing it, I guess. Right? Or you just leave it be for a while and then come back to it and like, oh shit, this was needed. One more thing I would like to discuss, point out at least, is that music can really communicate smaller things. Like, because AC switch on and switch off sound, can you can you know that this was the off sound because it went that way, that was the on sound because it went that way. The ringer on my phone is an alert thing, it really catches your ear from far away. And uh, one thing I pointed out long ago with you, the birth view was a thing I watched on television. An episode of Boston Legal, a legal drama, where a person was deposing in a court and the person was unable to talk. She could not talk. She had uh, that problem and she was using a cello to say a yes or a no. So I guess, in a way, she couldn't write. I don't know, but they couldn't have a bell where she press presses it for yes, <laughs> doesn't press it for no. Or blink uh, not once everything is blink breaking one, blink twice. Everything is breaking back. But yeah, that yes or no was I pretty. I think blink audible. one, blink twice is the is the first thing anybody would go to. Or or raise or shake and nod your head. In that specific episode, the lawyer was trying to make an F, like a impact over the sad musician is <laughs> has been hurt and needs some yeah. legal help. It's a TV show. It's a TV show. That's but the do. yes or the <laughs> and no was phonetically very similar. I mean, you could hear the that she's trying to say yes. Probably yeah. just like peeked it and like said, oh. Mm. Some something very similar. But yeah, even you could do it off the top of your head. Try to make a sound of yes and try to make a sound of no. I mean, you're talking to professionals here. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Let's look at another facet of music, which is uh, science. Music is maths and Did we finish science. that point? <laughs> yeah. Wanna, he dropped it because he wanna, Yeah, you guys were not talking about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you guys were like, Please, what is he talking about? 
Huh? No, I just wondering. I mean, I, w- I was one w- wanting. I would love for you to talk to him, like. But I, like I, I was. What was your point? Yeah. My point is that you, if you want to elaborate on it, the music can easily tell you smaller things. A yes or a no, a mu- music can do it. The AC is on. The music can indicate it. See th- this point with regard to the appliances switching on and off. Uh, I think that yeah, those are sonic cues. I'm not gonna honestly. For the sake of art, I'm not going to put those into the realm of this conversation. You know, if we want to expand that and say that yeah, because it's a musical sound and things like that, then you know, it can tell you on off etc. But y- y- you know, you could also have four beeps of the same tone and one beep of one. I mean, that's a, that's really irrelevant. Um, with regard to, um, I think the smaller things would not be the yeses or nos. Uh, I think the smaller things would be the ones that are even more dubious, even more open to interpretation, even more subtle. Those would be the smaller things, you know? Those would be the cat in the corner of the t-shirt kind of affairs. Um, or, you know, it's like my response to an untuned violin, um, you know? Or it would be uh, an individual's, let's say, mania when he spends a couple of hours with the Quentin Tarantino movie and he cannot take the quality of the sound any longer. Just because that man focuses on a particular kind of sound. You know, like, I mean, you see me, I'm getting agitated just talking about that that phenomenon because it drives me nuts, right? So for me, that is a small thing. And anyone who's sitting next to me watching a Tarantino film, like, wonders what's happening to me because for them, it's, 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 it's not a matter at all. It's just he's got music playing there's a lot of it they, they wonder why it's driving me nuts but it, it drives me nuts and it's a small thing how small is it it's it's it's, it's a control knob you know I'm just gonna interject a lot of things drive me nuts well yeah there, there is that <laughs> you know but for me that's a small thing it's not like you know uh, yeah well that's true a lot of things do drive me to clarify from the AC point, my AC in my room switches on with a na 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 na. <laughs> that last na goes upwards and when it switches off it goes na 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 na. It, did, did it sound exactly the same? No? You know what I did? <laughs> because it drove me nuts, I disabled the sound from it. So I figured out that if the wind was blowing from the AC, I'd know that it was on. <laughs> And so I disabled the sound from and it had a light as well. So I put a band-aid over the light so that the light wouldn't bother me. I have a similar ex- there was a water filter that we turned turn on, it would play Furelease, but oh the Furelease shit, was I off key. Those things. Oh it's God. an off key Furelease. <laughs> it's like something some weird stuff. And you couldn't you couldn't turn the music off. And it will keep playing while the water is coming out. No, there was a way. There was a way at the back. <laughs> and the thing is that if the voltage fluctuated, right, then it would obviously start. Yeah, it would change. Yeah, that was change pretty. That was great. Yeah, I love it. There was a way to turn the music off with those guys. I don't know. I could. Um, I so guess I was a kid. You know, it had, it had a metal switch, right? There was a metal switch, and then there was a audio controls on. I think a dead man switch. So if you if you held both those switches down at the same time. <laughs> Okay. This is too complicated. Turn the music yeah, off. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> it should be like this <laughs> button. Music off. Music on. It, it ought to be. Yeah. But, but Nowadays they have that. Yeah. They <laughs> have that now. So <laughs> well, I guess. So whenever you would hear it in the house, <laughs> you'd be like party bharra. Every once in a while, you'd come across this toy, right? That would, you know, like a dog. Woof 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 woof. Stepped on many of those by mistake, of course. <laughs> Even happened to walking past the woof 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 and step on the dog. But, no, I mean, um, yeah, I, I don't know. You heard Wufu, so he stepped on the dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's a toy. <laughs> I know, but like... <laughs> I've had a couple of arguments with my daughter about these things. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> um, Smaller things for me would also be that let's say let's say you t- you, t- you took a song or you, or you took a okay fine let's take let's take a Tchaikovsky piece right let's take any of his waltzes you know or you take a Beethoven uh, you know you take a Beethoven symphony you take one of the movements from there something like that right um, and you've got fundamentally what 
you know what the symphony says right which could be large and big and this that and the other and any exalted thing that you you want to say but but then there's what the basses are playing just for 16 bars just for 16 bars this is what the basses are doing at one point and if at some point in your life of listening to music you were to catch that it will drive you absolutely crazy because it's so beautiful now that to me is a small thing and it's small because it could easily just just swing past because everybody's caught up in pa 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 pam pa 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 pam and you're not going to catch what these guys are doing you know or, or with, with the, any of the of, of these big things but then suddenly you find that these guys are bouncing a bow and you wish you could bounce a bow like that yeah that's a very musical way of talking it's not very i mean is there a communicative aspect it is because then i realize that that's the one that's driving me right it's not the stuff that's happening at the top it's the stuff that's going and you like you've got these guys who are riffing in you know in the 1700s or 1800s something like proper riffing and it's it's rock and roll there's a lot of it's rock and roll you know to me it's 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 rock and roll it's dancey it's crazy uh, for me those are the sm- those are the small things yeah so the next aspect of music uh, would probably be science and math sort of over outlook of music because a lot of m- mostly it is if you take out the perception of it is science music is science it's just air waves changing how many air waves are hitting you at what I point. think you've got it wrong it's the other way yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's if you if you introduce the perception of it then it's science right? yeah <laughs> science is just the wave that we can we use it's to understand perceive, its right? natural pr- uh, uh, appearance in the world it's not science naturally subjective perception sorry maybe that sure, perception sure. I think you might want yeah, to say okay. perception. I like that I like that word perception sure. but yeah so as teachers, what is the relation there? Can you, how would you explain relation between science and music to a student? And as musicians, how important is it to know that relationship, and how do you juggle with it? Me, I don't really show science to my students because they get super bored. You unless they are, yeah, because you were interested in it. Okay. If some students interested in science, then yeah, show yeah, them. Just listen then. to you speak now. <laughs> but many many students are not they're just the kids right they're just like who cares about science we want to play out play out this one song that we learned we heard in the radio and go home and play with our friends right I don't think you really need to know a lot of <coughs> science to um, um, to do it to do anything music but personally I have been uh, I use science because it helps me logically think and logically do things like for example if I'm recording someone I will logically think uh, how are these how are the sound waves traveling from the instrument that that person is uh, using how are they producing how are they traveling in the room and how are they going to reach the mic or how are they got the bounce of the walls ultimately originally it started like that and now it's just become like I, I sort of experience I'm just like okay okay go over here clap over here I can hear this like the cheapest uh, this is the chillest area stuff like that or like if somebody sings I know I'm gonna put it like uh, fist fist uh, distant away distance away from the mouth something like that you know but originally I'm still looking at like okay if they're gonna be singing looking down at lyrics if they're gonna be singing with the eyes closed looking up because then like if you they're looking up and they're singing and your mic is down here like further down how are you going to catch those waves because the waves are going to be traveling in one direction and so you're then you're looking at oh physics diagram traveling that way bending curves gravity where we learn all that jazz but ultimately you don't technically need it it, it just helps me personally logically plan out my actions um, you know there are a couple of things one is that there, there has been over the last few um, <coughs> years I think that there's been an there's been a fascination with science. And I think a, a, a large part of this... No, generally. Inter- generally. Like, I mean, you know, we have this book here. I think it's been a recently. No, it's fairly recent, actually. No, compared to... Um, let's say, compared to 20 years ago. Adhiraj has been living for 100 years from now. Okay, yeah. that was kind of mean. What is this, Talme? What is this behavior? Just a couple of years older than him. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the last episode, he... 
something I have a couple of years older than him. And we established last episode that I was half your age, a quarter of years. Yeah. Like so, um, so, so there has been this thing about like you know, science is uh, is important and it's, um, uh, it's it's fascinating, which it is. You know, it it is and it's it's fabulous, right? But you you don't a you don't always want to tuck everything in through the through the eyes or the language of science. However, having said that. To my mind, science is the systematized study of anything. It's as simple as that. You know, it, it's not more complicated, right? So, if you want to systematically study something, um, then then it's scientific. But the point is this: that in order for it to study, uh, in in order for you to study, it, it has to exist. So you can't study something that does not exist. <coughs> With music and the emotion it creates, however, that's where it surpasses the level of science a bit. Because music does not meet that precondition, so you could actually make music before the science exists, you know, um, and then scientifically study whatever was made in that sense. That's and that's what would generally happen. If you st if you learn music limited by science, and that's what we've done, I think it's a it's a crime, it's an error. We will we've limited music by science. Yeah, because so so it, it it's a catch twenty two thing, right? So I make a I I make a table, right? And I put it on this. And now you study that table, and you see it's got so many molecules. And <coughs> after, <coughs> after so many, uh, you know, after so many centimeters, it bends and it bends at this angle and this side and the other. And years later, we realize that those are called right angles, and those are vertexes and this side. So, so now we know how tables are made. Hmm? Next time I go to make a table, I actually first study how tables are made, then I make tables. You know what I'm saying? Which is what we're doing now. <coughs> and it's the safest way to make tables, so that you don't make bad tables. But we're still making tables that are worse and worse and worse because we've forgotten how to paint now. Besides the point. But if if let's say you go to someone else and you, you you say okay, they don't have this information about how tables are made, and they don't make it scientifically. They make the table first, and then we study how that particular thing was made, and then maybe we realize that there are no right angles involved and no vertexes involved in this piece. Now theory becomes different. Now the science becomes different. You know, because now structural physics works totally differently. You know, um, so so I think that if we if we're going to learn music <coughs> limited by its own science, then we're probably trying we're we're we're, we're ensuring limitations. We're we're stifling our own growth. I actually have uh, yeah, examples to back Adiraj's uh, thing because I mean, even like the craziest jazz that you hear. Uh, where you where you're looking at uh, uh, intonal harmony, which is basically like you're not in the key, you're playing some random chords, and the melody is still in some certain key, right? Which doesn't if you listen to it, it sounds kind of creepy. Um, but there, I think like two three people who have broken even the scientific rules of following like a, last last time we discussed the TET system, right? Like I think Miles Davis is one of them, and recently Jacob Collier or Collier or how you pronounce his name, and what they do is they. Uh, I think Miles has this one album where each chord he has changed the tuning of and not by like by saying like I changed the tuning of my guitar but by changing the frequency up cents or down a certain number of cents and then he's not anymore following the sudden mathematical equation of this is what a scale needs to be these many this frequency only in that one thing he's changed the on that so there's one example of this one song I don't remember but I was uh, reading about it and he plays a three chord in which there are three G's playing, but each G is sounds different because it's at a different frequency, a different sense than each other. One is uh, one is at like minus thirty three, one is at plus seven, and one was at uh, I think like minus thirteen, minus twelve, something like that. But they all sound slightly different from each other because he he's not in that mathematical equation anymore. And that's what J Jacob Coley is doing nowadays. That's why people are going crazy over him. All these new age jazz and R and B guys. So that way they, I mean, that's way we should like break out of the science and the thing. It helps us get like understand what we already know. It helps impart the knowledge that okay, this is what we've studied and we've understood. Great. We now everybody is doing that now. That like how they are said, right? But like these one off offshoot guys, they come and they're like, why should we do that? Right? Make it something else. Make it something different. Break the rules. Break the rules. Learn the rules and then break the rules. As instrumentalists, how important... I'm low on time. 
last question sure sure as instrumentalist uh, how important is it to know the mechanics and the science behind your own personal instrument so an example i can give you is maybe it is not applicable on stage but uh, if i have to play a song to my friends and i don't have an aux cable with me and i'm wearing a guitar i can just put the speaker in front of the pickup and the sound is picked up you need congratulations you learned why it's called a pickup yeah but some like, you need to know that there's a mag- mag- magnetic thing going on in, in, inside the pickup you need that much amount of scientific I knowledge mean, to understand if you had if you didn't know that and you had just put this phone to the pickup and you play the song would you have cared and just be like yeah i can play like this i don't really care i made a bad uh, example uh, but are uh, there uh, 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 <laughs> is there stuff uh, so you put you your phone to speaker to it you put the the i mean the actual the phone speaker the phone speaker and then the sound of the phone comes out of the amplifier you should try it sometime oh no that oh, through the pickup right if you yeah yeah that's what these guys do. yeah 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 okay yeah, yeah. sounds like shit man sounds like for sure so i are there things that you need to know about your instrument mechanically to be in a proficiency i guess helps definitely i guess for sure instances so can you give me some instances of where it helps help you or someone you've seen Up to the fret higher the pitch down the fret <laughs> lower the pitch it helps to know that man <laughs> you know it it of course it does help you you know and in fact uh, i mean the, the the more the, the greater detail you have the greater insight you have on that the better because uh, that it, it gives you precision uh, one of the struggles that that we face uh, if we're looking at music as communication right is how is it that we can precisely say what we want and so where are our failures uh, our failures not only did we say the wrong thing did we hit the wrong note at the wrong time but then you know was it expressed in the wrong in the wrong manner you know did we not get the right pitch stuff like that so that way the mechanics of whichever instrument you use whether it's your voice or a pitched instrument or a non pitched instrument um the, the 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 more you know it sure the better for sure i um yeah definitely like i can give an example of this because uh, you imagine drummers they don't really sh- ca- need to care about their instrument but if you go to a really knowledgeable drummer you will see he will listen to each tom snare differently and tune it differently depending on the song he's playing or the band he's playing with because he knows that in these songs or these toms are not going to fit if they're slightly detuned if they're too loose they're not going to sound nice they're not going to communicate well enough with the band so i'm going to make it slightly tight uh i'm going to make it sli- my toms slightly tight uh so that it gives the, that's why why do you hear rock basses and snare so tight right I mean otherwise all the snares and basses in the world and all albums would sound the same. Mm-hmm. I mean the kick drum and the snare drum. Mm-hmm. Right? That slight tuning. It's not like a it's not a big tuning difference that I mean anybody could make out. You have to be uh you have to know the instrument and know how tightening that instrument works and how much how much tightening it will increase its uh tightness. <laughs> have you ever either of you dwelled into the science of your instrument and it made you realize something about the instrument and help your playing uh help my playing i'm not sure but i've definitely been uh, when you mess around with the instrument then you know how it's uh, how it's made how it's constructed then you can then you can imagine more possibilities of things you can do with it i don't know i've never tried it by playing but like i've experimented with like different wiring systems and changing but just like if I, i had to pick ups and i change the wiring what would happen if i flip the wiring around um uh, thank god the ones i i used were not some really complicated wasn't a double coil or anything it was a single coil so when i changed nothing really happened uh, i think when you change double coil it fucks it up because the the two coils go to two different systems they burn the double coil yeah something up. thank god mine was a double coil because that would have happened um uh Yeah, you know, taking up like how uh, how your uh, uh, frets are have are placed into your uh, into the fretboard, how your bridge is built, you know, all this just helps general. Uh, you can understand and you can control your thing more. So, say so your you can do your own. Mm, uh, I'm losing the word. Repairs and uh, tweaks on your own guitar to get. sounds that you wouldn't otherwise be able to get i guess yeah 
<clears throat> I, uh, I know pretty much everything I can know about um, the instruments that I play. Um, uh, but I, I'd know them before I actually uh, before I actually played them because the first thing I do is I rip them apart. So I used to have a habit of sticking my head up, you know, into the piano, hiding there, um, things like that. You know, um, uh, hiding behind it and um, tearing apart things, stuff like that. So you know, it, that process itself teaches you a lot because when you screw up someone else's guitar, you've got to fix it. And um, then you learn that, you know, like, um, you learn lessons that, you know, Fevy Quick, for example, is not is not a very strong glue. When it comes to screwing the top back on, the gluing the top back on, you know, on the guitar. <laughs> and um, <coughs> that if you've bent something out of shape by wetting it with a towel, you can't bend it back into the same shape. Like, so, so, so there are a lot of things that you learn which are interesting. Uh, but other than that, like sonically, I think the only thing that I might have learned scientifically is where, where, the, where the harmonics are placed. Other than that, and funnily enough, that's the only thing I don't remember. I feel like I can actually debate this a little bit more. Uh, because I have shown you this video also, shown you this video. Mm. Um, first, a, a really sad thing is most people nowadays, they don't know what instrument of piano is. Like they know that piano it's is a, a piano. Hard being hit by its thing. Yeah, you we technically consider it a percussion instrument no, or a stringed it's instrument, both. It's right? Both. Considered both, but people yeah. don't know that. It, to me, in my head, it's a xylophone, but instead of uh, whatever, it, it's just xylophone wild. is also a percussion instrument, mm -hmm. because right? Anyway, the point is that uh, you wouldn't know that unless you opened it up, right? Not exactly. Xylophone. Xylophone? Or xyl? Did he say xylophone? What did he say? Yeah. Did, did he say xylophone? I think he meant xylophone. The xylophone is the one with the the blocks, cylindrical metal things, and you hit them and they make noise. Yeah, but you hit the you hit the tiles. Uh huh. Oh, okay. In my head, you just turn those things into a wire, and you oh. hit the wire instead, that and yeah. it makes a similar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so you don't. Uh, I mean. Nowadays when I show, open it and show to my children, they're just like, what? Like, what is this? Right? So, I mean, uh, one cool thing I've s I saw this one band called uh, Go Go Penguin. I, uh, they did, was he plays with his thing open. People uh, play with uh, play uprights with that thing open because it becomes louder. Right? Uh, so what he did, he, he on his, uh, uh, I think his lower mids region, he, puts, he, put, he put a piece of electrical tape. And when he played the chords, he got an effect of muted chords, which you don't can't get on piano unless you're like muting it with your hands, which people have done before. But he he put it such the whole song was left hand. He was playing muted chords, which gave it an electronic feel. But with right hand, he was playing full melodies, right? So I mean that that could be a, that's like a cool application to change yeah, sound, definitely. right? So very cool things we can do if we really know. Yeah, he showed me this, but but I didn't remember it. Yeah. I think I have both of you here. Whatever. Okay, fine. See ya. Uh, we have two more fast faces left. We can probably cover that in the next one. That'd be great. Yeah.